Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, the NIL arms race is on across college sports, but what kind of ammunition are the Red Raiders working with? We get to it next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Always appreciate being your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you once again, man. And uh, always enjoy a day where we get to talk about something uniquely advantageous to our Red Raiders. And surprisingly or unsurprisingly to some, I don't know what people's expectations were out there there about this uh you may find that texas tech within the nil arms race is being discussed among those who have set themselves up somewhat as uniquely advantaged either compared to say peers in the big 12 or maybe nationally as well and we touched on it a little bit last week when talking about a national pundit considering texas tech a a college football dark uh, playoff dark horse and referencing NIL efforts and things like that. It's been mentioned elsewhere, and I want to get into some actual numbers as reported by the Dallas Morning News coming up on today's episode uh, when it comes to what the return has been so far for Texas Tech. We'll get across some various programs, and we'll do some comparing and contrasting, uh, again, elsewhere as it relates to peers. But, Chris, this has become kind of a thing now, uh, again, uh, in a very beneficial way for a Texas Tech fan that really the early organizational efforts uh, led by some in the Texas Tech community have set themselves up very, very well to now have an impact. And obviously, we've already seen a lot of impact. Surprising or unsurprising, I don't quite know what I anticipated. uh, But there's no question that Tech is keeping some pretty good company, uh, I think, as far as these NIL efforts. And like I said, man, it's a new arms race. Uh, If you're not competing, you're falling behind in this area. Yeah, and it's hard to follow like what everybody is is doing and know and 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 understanding exactly what everybody is doing because I think, uh, but 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 I think to your point, Cowan, I think the what Texas Tech has done from the get go is be really organized and and unified, and I think that's very important. I think they've tried to do it the right way. Uh, I think they've tried to be uh, fair and broad, uh, not just honed in on one player or one sport or one side of the ball or however you want to phrase it. They really tried to, you know, kind of spread their wings a little bit over the department and and all the the teams. And they're not there yet, I don't think. Uh, But I think, you you know, starting out by paying – however many players it was uh, a flat fee and now you're you're at the max uh, on the roster at, at 120 being compensated which has been widely reported i just think those kinds of things again my opinion i think that kind of thing goes a long way with helping you with creating some advantages for you from a recruiting standpoint from ability to add uh, a player because this is widely reported and like, this is not some secret it's, it's out there. You can Google it. It's uh, been reported in, in multiple by multiple outlets in, in Lubbock and obviously the, the Metroplex and all that stuff. So if you're, 
if you're some player and you're like, okay, well, they don't have any scholarships and you're, you're, you're like, Hey man, would you consider walking on? However, the conversation may go, you know, you know, I, I think that you, you, you know that, okay, well at, at some level, uh, maybe I don't have to pay for school or as much school or whatever, because of what some of these monies were, were, were to provide. And that's just a football example, but I just think that to the, to the point it's, I think it's very organized. I think it's trying to be very fair. Um, and I think it's really, helped uh in, in a space that is changing it seems like uh by the week by the month by certainly by the year i mean and, and here was the latest um i mean so much so that i think you know we, we mentioned texas tech i mean kirby in in the school even announced that you know the matador club and the red raider club are kind of now gonna work together uh, and, and like if you donate, you know, money goes to one or both or I mean, that, that's up to, I guess, whoever's donating the money on how it goes. But they're going to kind of collaborate and work together a, a bit, which I think is was a bit unique. I think uh, I've seen A&M and some other schools kind of start to do some something similar or maybe. But Tech was one of the first where it, it's it's in the department, kind of, I, I think, is the way you, you, you can read it. Uh but it's it's not. I think there's certain rules that you know prohibit uh, it from being like an actual arm of the athletic department. But it's as close as you're going to get uh, to doing that. So, because for everybody that, that doesn't realize that the Red Raider Club has been in existence for a long time, this is what people you you pay for season tickets and you pay for a personal seat license or whatever. Well, there's there's a lot of uh, fees. Then it goes to the Red Raider Club. Well, this is what funds scholarships for all the athletes that are on campus. I think people think that, oh, the school just pays for the scholarship. No, the school actually has to be compensated by the Red Raider Club fund on all the scholarships, 85 for football, 13 for men's basketball, 15 for women's basketball, 11.7 for baseball, on and on. And I don't know how what the total is for a department, but that money has to come from somewhere. And the Red Raider Club is tasked with raising that and, and then basically paying the university uh, for all the athletes to be able to go to school for free, a free room and board and, and all those kinds of things. The Matador Club is what people are donating that is an NIL uh, you know, fund. And that that is what is in its infancy. What, what are we saying? Two or three years old now, I guess. Yeah, and the new arrangement, um, I'm assuming, came about as a result of the new bill that went into effect in Texas, uh, I think, July 1st, uh, House Bill 2804, I think, that allowed essentially colleges to have more interaction with collectives or third parties, and I think kind of bridged that gap to a degree. Also, you can be grateful, if you're into this kind of thing, uh, here in the great state of Texas, that... There was also some movement as it relates to other outside entities restricting the NIL efforts of a Texas-based institution. So I guess, say, the NCAA or whoever you might imagine to be in that role can't come in necessarily again and restrict that, which at the end of the day, Chris, it's competition. And you and I have talked about on this show before, from state to state, in some cases, you had you know different guidelines and different restrictions or different allowances. And in some of those states, they really care a lot about football. <laughs> and that wasn't well, going to last so long. <laughs> it's like when you see, I mean, whether, I mean, I, I don't even know all the different figures that have gone to bat for NIL in their states, whether it be a, a, a state rep or a senator or a, 
I, I don't even begin to know. But I, but it's it cracks me up because one, trying to follow the politics of this uh, across the country, it, it, it's impossible because it changes. Um, everybody's got certain language in there. But it's it's funny because it's like you know, for example, you may have a guy like from, you know, in the state of Florida, you know, uh, at 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 some, you know, hearing or or trying to propose this or that, and he's got his royal blue, you know, blazer <laughs> on with his orange, you know, gator on the deal, going. Now here's what I think we need to do, guys. I mean, you know, and it's right. and, and some of these folks are just huge, either alum or college football fans or whatever. But it's very transparent that. They're trying to widen the plate for, um, you, you know, what's best for maybe the institution that they graduated from. And and basically, yeah, like because our neighboring state of Georgia or Alabama or whatever is doing this. And so we need e- either an advantage or the same advantage as they do or whatever. And so it's been because, I mean, Oklahoma has been at it. I mean, it, it's been wild to try to follow. And I don't even – there's not a machine that could be built big enough to measure my indifference on the subject of the politics of the NIL. I'll just let them sort it out, man. Until um, I think a lot of people would feel that way. And I would too, Chris, until it's limiting you in some way. And yeah. then you become very interested. But again, for the most part here in Texas uh, has not been the case is obviously there's some uh, influence wielded by people who care uh, about college football and things <laughs> like that here in the great state. Uh, coming up dead ahead, let's get back to the 806 and specifically um, the lay of the land as it relates to Red Raider NIL efforts so far. What are various programs coming up with? And of course, what's the gap from program to program? We certainly would anticipate that football is at the top of the list, but who else has been making some hay in that NIL sun? We're getting to it next on Locked On Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. And if you want a championship team, you need championship parts, and they've all got to fit just right. And it's no different when it comes to your vehicle. Every part's got to fit just right, and that's where eBay Motors is stepping in. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits exactly right the first time, every time. Just head on over to ebaymotors.com, add your ride info to the My Garage portal, and look for the green check to know the part is an exact fit or you're getting your money back. No risk. In sports or in life, confidence is the name of the game, and that's exactly what you're going to have when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from and with the right parts guaranteed, you'll be back in the game and on the road in no time. So get the right parts, the right fit, and at the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with Chris. I'm Casey. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode as we are cruising on to fall camp. But uh, Chris, today, talking dollars and cents, is I was really interested to dive into some of these figures from the Dallas Morning News uh, just a few days ago as it relates to Texas Tech NIL return, I guess you could say, so far. Across the athletics department, uh, where has the investment been? How do programs compare from one to another? And obviously, as you would anticipate, uh, football is representing the largest slice of that pie uh, to an extreme extent with over $3.5 million 
uh, reported by the football program when it comes to NIL agreements. Overall, Texas Tech just under $8 million so far when it comes to that total. One thing that's kind of interesting about this that you brought to my attention was just exactly how things could or could not be reported. And again, with a little bit more leeway between university and third party or NIL collective, maybe some of that burden has been eased, but it was a little bit tricky just to figure out who gets to say what these numbers are, right? Because initially the university is not, you know, the organizer supposedly (laughs) of these numbers. But uh, I guess at the end of the day, somebody's keeping track of this, but there's some secrecy as it relates to these agreements. It's not like, hey, National Football League, here's our big bad contract, check it out and compare it to everyone else (laughs) at every position, right? It's like kind of behind the veil. Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't have. uh, I I was trying to, I think it's interesting that I guess that you can submit uh, a freedom of information on on an NIL deal. I, I wouldn't, I think there was some debate on, you know, are these are these players employees? And so do we have to give, you know, are they not employees? I mean, that, that that's very much a gray area. I don't pretend to like really understand that, but I think a lot of times there's some, yeah, there is some, I think, I mean, and, and you read this in this space, it's not just uh, in this state or whatever, but there's some non-disclosure, uh, I think on, and whether that is that is just somebody or like, hey man, I just don't want you to tell everybody what we paid you, or we're trying to keep harmony in the locker room, so we don't want to disrupt, you know, any sort of chemistry by having you know what, you know, whatever said company compensates somebody for a name, image, and likeness deal. There's a could be a variety of reasons, but yeah, a lot of times this is not. This is not widely reported. This is why I think it's interesting that you kind of, based on the morning news story that uh, that you're referencing, I'm, it's surprising that you get kind of a total dollar figure. Had no idea uh, what it would have equaled total. Didn't know where the info came from. It's kind of fascinating, actually. And I don't know how it necessarily compares uh, to others uh, out there. And I'm guessing, yeah, you're not going to get some cooperation from a lot of different entities, namely the the private schools. Um, because there, there are, there are institutions like, or collectives, I should say that, you know, that are in the big 12, they would like, um, like the collective would say, Hey man, we're going to do some media stuff with you and we'll compensate player for just coming down to do an interview. Cause the rule is, and and again, I'm not going to pretend to be some sort of expert here, but essentially the rule was it's not pay for play. You got to do something for this money. And I think like the Matador club has made it perfectly clear. They set it up to where you must, I think sign a contract and you've got to go do so many hours of community service. Like we're, we're going to give back to the community here. And that's, that's what, you know, your time, your effort and, and all that. And with that, you know, we, we are, we are going to show your name, image and likeness and promote, the, the, the South Plains Food Bank or Habitat for Humanity or whatever the different causes are. But other other institutions have said, hey, man, come down, sit down, do a podcast with us, and, and that'll be what you do for whatever name, image, and likeness money that has been agreed to. And so people are all over the map doing different things 
Um, <clears throat> so it's been, uh, but yeah, how how much money is is coming or going out or or whatever? It's kind of fascinating, and I, I didn't know that you could kind of tap into that on on knowing how many because di- i do know that like you have to the way it's supposed to work at least in its infancy you were supposed to if you got a deal you had to tell like for example you had to tell somebody at tech like and report it like hey, here's what i've done here's what they're paying me for and here's what they're paying me to do or whatever and so i i think there was a level of and maybe that's what you know you you, you try to like hey man Send me all those. I want to, you know, I don't, I don't know how Joe Hoyt, or I think that's who wrote this article, how they phrased it when they asked for NIL information. But yeah, and you mentioned a, a FOIA request um, that versus public records request and the weeds of those differences. Uh, this is not the show to cover those things. So <laughs> yeah, I don't he, he cites specifically public records requests within his article. So I don't know what pipeline that runs to. Okay. Uh, could be something different than a Freedom of Information Act request as it relates to like a university. So I don't want to get anybody too tangled up, although we probably got you strapped down to the floor now in confusion. Um, but Chris, I think, and we'll get to some partners in the Big 12 and exactly what they got going on, how Texas Tech is squaring up with them uh, when it comes to the new Big 12 coming up here in just a moment. But may not be surprised to find that within this article, there was some referencing of uh, elsewhere in the state of Texas and what's going on. I told you just under $8 million for Texas Tech uh, for the athletics department at large. I think it was $7.8. Uh, you've also got some figures from Aggies, Longhorns, Aggies. $12 million is the number through the first two years as far as their athletics department is concerned. University of Texas, $15.6 million through the first two years. Of course, we probably all remember some individual or singularly high numbers <laughs> from just a couple of deals that were really uh, high profile that obviously helped that number. But while I was blown away by the $8 million, uh, for Texas Tech, let's not forget who your neighbors are. And it's always been this way. Uh, Mr. $15.6 million and Mr. $12 million down in Austin and uh, Bryan College Station, just for context. But for Texas Tech specifically, I already told you, 3.5 for the football program. Second on the list, 3.2 for the men's basketball program. Now, only a difference there of about $300,000, Chris, but obviously we all know roster size differential and deal differential. Dallas Morning News has it referenced as about a difference of 400 NIL deals between the football and men's basketball program, 544 and 155. Uh, for those two programs is what they report yet only three hundred thousand dollars difference as far as the dollar amount is concerned you've referenced this before man the the basketball conversation has been up to this point um dramatically different on an individual basis those deals have just been much much bigger and i don't mean just for texas tech it seems like college basketball in general individually has really garnered some huge deals that I guess, kind of make up uh, the difference as far as those participating because I, I don't know that I saw that coming, man, that you're only about half a million dollars away from the football program when you've got, uh, I don't know, 90 fewer guys participating. <laughs> I don't know what the difference And the time, the time frame that they're covering here is what? Is this a two-year span? Last two years. Last yeah. two years, okay. <clears throat> yeah, so w- whenever this uh, became a thing and NIL was, was legal and, and all those things, 
men's basketball was always going to be the far and away leader in, in, in this space, just simply because, like, if I tell you, you can go pay a football player or try to lure a football player or try to how, – however we want to phrase it. Uh, at any position, even if you go get the best quarterback in the country, or or name any other position, and you and you compensate them well, and and, and all that, it's not necessarily going to turn your your program or team around. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes here; he was as good as uh, as we've seen, and yet it didn't it didn't show up in the win loss column. Whereas basketball, you go get a bona fide dude and you know, recruit him, then, then that's, that can change your program. You could end up in the sweet 16 or elite eight, uh, just basically because this kid scores 25 a game, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, so those are the differences. I think that, I think too, like the name image and likeness part of it is fascinating because there's a lot of football players. I mean, they can walk into a restaurant and somebody's like, okay, I know they play football. They look in really good shape. I have no idea who that is. Never they seen wear a hel- yeah. yeah, they wear a helmet all the time. And you, you, you read the name on the back of a jersey. Basketball players, you, you see them. You know, you see their facial expressions. You feel like you get to know them based on their emotions. And, 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 and plus, they play, you know, 30-plus games as opposed to 12 or 13. So this is just kind of the the difference, and, and it's, I mean, men's basketball is the leader. I mean, over you know baseball and football and all that stuff. And I think football is a, is starting to, you know, in the NIL space, they're starting to to generate or, yeah, I get there's more NIDs that are happening in that in that space. But, uh, but yeah, I just think that the the men's basketball thing is so unique because. One guy changes it, uh, you know, and, and, and you, you you know who these people are. You feel like you do uh, have a relationship with them a bit because you see them so much. So you got football, men's basketball, probably to no one's surprise. Baseball is next on the list, but there's a bit of a drop-off, uh, Chris. Baseball under $400,000, around $392,000 reported. Uh, the softball program, around $235,000 reported. Uh, women's basketball, uh, just under $300,000 reported. So those are some of the next on that list. Um, and I don't know what the future is going to hold because I still really feel like this is only the tip of the iceberg. So I don't think this list is like a determination of, all right, well, here's here's the lay of the land. It certainly will be for a football or men's basketball program to lead the way. But you know, given the fact that right now, Wes Kitley's track and field program has only accounted for $15,000 and we know what kind of athletes come through that thing. I think that might change as some years roll by. I think there's still a whole lot more to uh, be made there for guys like that or gals like that. And of course, all these things only add up to mean what, well, what you're doing against your peers, your colleagues in the big 12 conference. What's it worth? Uh, $8 million. If somebody is spending 15 or 12 or 20 or whatever it might be, well, obviously that could change the feeling. And Chris, we've had some questions uh, from Locked On Texas Tech viewers and listeners, kind of in the same vein as we now begin to sort of, we've still got a year ahead uh, to deal with Texas and Oklahoma in the league, but sort of begin to look toward the new Big 12. I'm wondering how you see Texas Tech comparing uh, to others in the new Big 12. I, I hear great things about efforts NIL-wise uh, in Morgantown. I don't know if that surprises you or not, but 
I, I see that one ranked highly as well. You know, Texas Christian, Baylor, and some others. Baylor a little bit behind, it sounds like. Oklahoma State behind, it sounds like. But what do you think Texas Tech's uh, spot really looks like when we get into the new Big 12 conference? Because I don't know if there's a top of the list, but I think all of a sudden you become one of the halves. <laughs> Is that even something we want to say out loud? If a Tech fan woke up from 1962, you've been in a bubble, in a time capsule until now, and you just heard me call them one of the halves, you're bewildered. But I think it's a possibility. What do you think? But I think all of a sudden you become one of the halves. What do you think? I think they're trying to be. I think they're trying to be very relevant uh, in this space. I think you mentioned, uh, you know, the Lady Raider program a while ago, and I think that was a, a well-publicized uh, agreement last summer. I think that they've, uh, you know, come to an agreement with the baseball team um, trying to give them uh, a flat fee, and I think that it's supposed to – I think the goal is, is to try to, you know, pay every athlete on campus something uh, yeah. for their – their work and 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 all those kinds of things and again for charity work and what whatever however else the the Matador Club sees fit on on setting it up, <clears throat> but I, I I do think you're you're well organized. There's some schools that I think have, have been a bit timid and 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 dipping their toe in the water a little bit. I think that to your point about you know West Virginia, I think uh, they were all of a sudden recruiting like crazy in in men's basketball prior to the Huggins situation. And I think a lot of people pointed to, okay, they finally have gotten together on NIL and, and it's paying off or whatever, whether that's true or not, you, you know, talk to somebody up in Morgantown. Um, because I think Bob Huggins was even like on a coach's show before, you know, about a year or two ago, he was like lamenting, like, I don't really understand this. Tell me about this portal. He's like just out outwardly talking about didn't didn't really grasp the portal and and nil and like it, it, it's working together and all these different things. It's just kind of like you know he, he sounded like an old guy that was trying to you know recalibrate to modern times and it was a bit so he was just kind of late to the party there. So um, then all of a sudden they started reeling in big time recruits and it's like okay I think he finally gets it now. He understands um, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. But now he's. Uh, <laughs> Now he's uh, out and, and all that stuff, but you just you just mentioned West Virginia, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I really don't know about you know like the Houston's or the Central Floridas, the Cincinnati's or the BYU's. I really, to, to your point, I'm curious how they will acclimate and what they've already got going. Um, but I, I do think, yeah, you have a chance to, uh, you have a chance to to be factor in heavily here. Uh, which I think gives you some inherent advantages, you know, just on recruiting. And it doesn't take away from anything. That, but, but like, I, I would go back to baseball, Callan. Uh, mm. I, I don't mean to be long-winded, and I'll wrap it up here in a second. But I go back to baseball. You've lost three players to the SEC. Are we all naive enough to think that that, that was just a, a baseball decision? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, but in, in two to Arkansas, within – you know, I don't know. I just, uh, I just think it, it deserves a, a, an eyebrow raise there, and, and, and maybe you've done the same uh, on, on with with in various sports or athletes. Who knows? But, but th this is just kind of the landscape now. I think, and uh, you know, anyway, it's a it's a new world out there that, like I said, that changes often. Hey, if uh, you go to Fayetteville and all of a sudden. John Daly is writing you a personal check that draws upon the bank of Hooters and 84 Lumber. 
Are you turning that down? I think I may be saying Woo Pig Suey uh, in that situation. I'm not so sure, so I don't want to I guess. sat. I He's sat not- next to his motorhome in a, an Augusta, Georgia parking lot several years ago at the Masters. Um, he would set that bad boy up out on the, the outside the grounds of uh, Augusta National, and he would set that big motorhome up and have a card table set up with eight by tens. I sat in that line for a period of time, and I was like, "Okay, it's too hot. I'm tired. I'm I'm gonna let the rest of the people have uh, you have, refuse have have John's signature." Uh, and, and and I say Sig because he was he was burning up he was burning down a heater too. Right, but of course, um, yeah, he it, that's a oh, wild wow. scene, man. Speaking of John Daly, that's a <laughs> that's a scene now. He is uh, he's put some miles on that uh, on that tank of his. All right, enjoyed the conversation as always with you today, Chris. We got plenty more to get to the remainder of the week, so I hope you'll join us here on Locked On Texas Tech once again. We'll see you then, Chris. Sounds good. Uh, we will talk uh, manana. Uh, NFL training camps are, are starting to report and everything. So you kind of start to, you know, football is uh, close to happening here. We're starting it's to get a little air. activity. Yes, it is. Still 105 degrees uh, out there, but, Oof. you know, yeah, hopefully it'll start to cool off fairly soon. <laughs> fairly soon. All right. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. And we hope you'll join us for the next round once again. Unlocked on Texas Tech.